for We Are Many Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Trisha. And uh, this is our current event stream for the 23rd of November, 2021. Um, it's probably going to be a shorter stream than usual tonight because, well, A, we're recording this really late and uh well the point is we both have to get up tomorrow so all right and we're fucking tired <laughs> but we're making this happen yeah that being yeah. said um for the rest of november for sure only really plan on having us on tuesday nights um Trisha's going to be traveling, and I've just been working a stupid amount. Um, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about tonight was the uh, PHX uh, airport restaurant workers strike. Uh, as always, strikes are good news. Um, hang on just a second. I should have probably pulled this up earlier, but... Uh, so the strike started yesterday. They went on strike Monday morning, according to Unite Here Local 11, the union that represents the workers. Employees are striking in search of better wages, health care benefits, and retirement plans. As we've said a million times, it's not a labor shortage. It's a wage, benefits, and retirement shortage. That. It's a, these motherfuckers don't want to pay shortage <laughs> right um so uh hms host which is one of the two companies that manage restaurants at sky harbor uh or phx same thing um said it has a plan to keep restaurants open but monday it kicked off one of the busiest travel weeks of the year at the airport and travelers should expect crowded terminals and lines in stores and restaurants regardless. Um, so HMS host operates Barrio Cafe, Blanco Tacos and Tequila, Chelsea's Kitchen, Cowboy Chow, Billy's Deli, Focaccia Fiorentia. I might have said that wrong, but La Grande Orange, Olive and Ivy, Santan Brewery, and Shake Shack. Um, an airport spokesperson said most of the restaurants were open Monday. Um, today's activities are affecting less than 10% of the restaurants that would normally be open today. Um, but yeah, but how are the lines in those restaurants? Right. Open and functional are two different things. Right. 
how many staff members walked out? Does it say? Um, I'm still working my way through. Okay. But um, this is from Yahoo News, and the quotes are from an airport spokesperson. So let me see if I can find what was it, Unite Here 11? Um, well, then I'll look and see well the the union itself is thirty two thousand members um in la and orange counties in california and greater phoenix okay i have a twitter video from the union Okay, and okay. there is also a uh, a union article. There we go. So I open that in a new tab. Let me go back to the first tweet I was going to show. Screen share tab. Unite your local 11 on Twitter. Okay, so here's my question right off the rip. Why are they marching in a small circle in a parking structure? Right there. Location I would pick. I mean, the, air, the, the airport is crowded. They should be picketing inside or at the doors, not right. in the parking structure where nobody's going to see you. Right. Also, the size of the crowd wasn't that impressive, but that doesn't mean anything coming from a 13 second Twitter video. Right. But, I mean, did you hear the chant? When I say workers, you say power, workers, power, workers, power. Sounds like class consciousness to me. Same. Music to my ears. No matter how many people are chanting it. Right, right. They do have a website. It's unitehere11.org. Okay. Um, news, there we go. That's what I was looking for. Okay, so that this is what I was looking for. Um, HMS host locations to avoid. In other words, don't cross the picket line. Um, a lot of these I already read, but this is a specific... Uh, from the union list, all Starbucks outlets, Barrio Cafe, Blanco's Tacos, Cowboy Chow, Dilly's Deli, LGO Marketplace, Chelsea's Kitchen, Admiral's Club Lounges, Olive and Ivy, Takasha Florentina, Shake Shack, Santan Brewery, and Zen Burger. So if you are flying through Sky Harbor International Airport, uh, 
you know, for the near future. They're calling this an indefinite strike, so they obviously do not anticipate uh, the HMS host. Um, they, they obviously don't expect them to give in soon. Um, but it is saying if your travel was affected by the strike, call or email HMS host, and it gives the phone number and email address. Um, they are striking, this is from their statement, from Unite 11's statement, HMS host workers are striking for fair raises, affordable health insurance, protections for workers' tips. Oh my God, what? In a place like an airport, you're getting screwed to your tips? Hell no. Wow. Not okay. No. Um, a company paid retirement contribution, hell yeah, and strong contract language for equal opportunity and protection from discrimination. Um, follow the strike on Twitter. Uh, hashtag strikes giving, hashtag PHX strike, and of course their Twitter is at unite here 11 AZ. Um, and, and this is just the latest in a, in a seemingly endless wave of uh, indefinite strikes. Workers are sick of their conditions. They're sick of not having a, an outlook for retirement. They're sick of um, not being able to go to the doctor. They're sick of not being able to take a vacation. Yep. Fed the fuck Let, up on every front. Exactly. A pizza party ain't gonna fix it. Fuck no. Um, but as always, I just want to encourage, uh, encourage everybody to agitate at their workplace odds are everybody around if you're in the food service industry or the retail industry odds are everybody around you is just as fed up just as fucking fed up as you are um agitate that work towards organizing them i mean just bring it up in conversation obviously away from the bosses but bring it up in conversation actually talk about your wages Talk about what you think you should be paid and why. Talk about the benefits that you want. Um, agitate. Ad, or, <laughs> ed, agitate. Educate. Educate. And educate. <laughs> yes. Educate. Agitate. Organize. Yes. Agitate. <laughs> agitate. <laughs> Hey, it's one in the fucking morning. It works. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really all I have to say about this strike. I just want to reiterate that this is an ongoing thing. Um, I mean, John Deere was on strike for like two months. Kellogg's was on strike. I think they're still on strike, aren't they? Um, I Let think so. That real I haven't quick. heard anything I, about ceasing. Right. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen anything about it ending. Oh, ongoing began October 5th. Good. Wow, what? 
uh, time out two weeks ago, the Kellogg Corporation uh, has filed a lawsuit against its local union in Omaha, complaining that striking workers are blocking entrances to its cereal plant and intimidating replacement workers. Right. Right. You're, you're suing them? Oh, man. What oh, crybaby bitches. Like, how dare they try to bring lawsuit against the workers they're fucking over for striking? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Fuck Kellogg's. Then again, I've felt that way for a long time. Fuck Kellogg's. See, when I was a kid, I was all like, oh, it's a Michigan company. And then when I got a little older, I was like, oh, they're unions. (laughs) And now I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, support the workers that are union, but the company's not. So fuck that company. Boycott their shit. Don't fucking buy anything made by Kellogg's until they come to terms with their employees. I actually, I okay, so like Morningstar makes a pretty good uh, vegan chorizo, which Morningstar is, is manufactured by Kellogg's. And that's the only Kellogg product that I usually even have. Yeah. Like, and it's not like I have that all the time either, but... Like, that's the only thing I've had to stop myself from buying because of this strike. I can't think of anything that I buy from (laughs) Kellogg's. In the past, I have bought their Morningstar stuff, but uh, I haven't in quite a while. Just because fuck them. (laughs) Not with, you know, there's other options to buy from. Shit. Um... So moving a little south, if you will, uh, Sunday were the Chilean presidential elections. Um, hang on just a second. I, I know that the right-wing candidate was... Uh, uh, supporter of the Pinochet, maybe supporter is not the sympathizer of the Pinochet regime. Yeah. Um, and I mean, no surprises there. No, not really. There we go. Okay, so, um, On Sunday, Chileans voted overwhelmingly in favor of establishing a new constitution. That is an important step in the right direction. And if you don't know why, it's still the Pinochet-era constitution that is governing that country. So, Hmm. after a year of almost continuous social uh, and violent protests, the country erupted on hearing the news with the kind of jubilant parties and street celebrations that were last seen when a 1989 plebiscite put an end to the 17-year dictatorship of Augusto Pinochet. Uh, Chile's current constitution was written by Pinochet's advisor and right-wing ideologue, uh, Jamie Guzman, 
and was approved at the time by a rigged referendum when Chile subsequently became a democracy in 1990. Authoritarian principles enshrined in this constitution constrained the country's process of democratization and imposed a neoliberal model of economic development. The constitution had allowed Pinochet to nominate senators established a voting system that initially overrepresented the political right and required supermajorities for reforming institutions such as the armed forces and the education system. No surprises found. No. Um, That's some dirty shit, though. Right. Um... I want to know who won the presidential election, though. I am super happy, though, that they uh, overwhelmingly approved the Constitution. It's a uh, long overdue moment. <laughs> yeah. Yep, they needed to overthrow that Pinochet shit. That's just... That was a broad statement of corruption and collusion happening and being codified into law. Right. So that needed to be undone. This isn't saying anything. I know Democracy Now! talked about it, but I can't seem to find that article now. I read it earlier. Um, I wonder if Grandma might have something about it. You never know. I mean, it is possible. You know, while you're looking through that, I'm going to look on Grandma. <laughs> I did find this. Uh, oh, wait, this is from their prior election. That makes sense. But it always cracks me up when, like, Chilean assets die as government suffers crushing vote defeat. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, translate, please. <laughs> you can do it. There we go. All right. Um, yep, they do have a piece on it. Uh, it says Venezuela and Chilean mega elections. Uh, oh, yeah, Venezuela had elections, too. Uh, the balance of this day, quote, will be good and will strengthen political dialogue and the ability to face problems and find solutions, end quote. Uh, that's from the Venezuelan president. Um, in Chile, a second round has already been defined. Okay, let's see. Caracas, Venezuela uh, is a good sign of the interest that the electoral day of November 21st in Venezuela has aroused in the world. 
Nicholas Maduro appreciated the presence of 300 observers from 55 countries in the elections. Um, all international companions must strictly respect the laws, the constitution, and the regulations of the electoral power of Venezuela, said the president. He added that the regional and municipal elections represent a victory for the South American nation. In his statements, the dignitary pondered the benefits of the Venezuelan electoral system, which until now has registered more than 18 audits, certified with the presence and signature of the witnesses of the political parties that will make life in the nation. He, called, he recalled that at the end of the electoral process, more than 50% of the voting centers will be audited. At the press of this edition, the results of the regional and municipal elections were not known, for which more than 21,159,000 voters were qualified and able to elect 23 governors, 335 mayors, uh, there's a whole long list there. Um, and I don't know why this is separate, but it says the elections in the indigenous communities of Venezuela will take place on the 26th. Huh. That's strange. Um, as for Chile, it says Chile will be defined in the second round. The Electoral Service of Chile reported after counting 40% of the votes that there would be a second round on December 19th with the candidates Gabriel Boric, representative of uh, Approved Dignity, and the far-right Jose Antonio Cost. Uh, Telesur disclosed that Cost leads the first round with 28.86%. Boric follows with 24.12%. Um, there's seven candidates presented to these mega elections where um, 155 deputies, 27 senators, and 302 regional counselors are also going to be appointed. Um, the elections in both countries mark a final stretch towards continuity and political power and the con consolidation of the Bolivarian Revolution and the possible dismantling of capitalist neoliberal model which is already defeated in the Chilean streets. Clearly. I mean, yeah. to be honest. Um, I'd say yeah. the same thing for Venezuela. And if you are on the left and you're questioning, you know, if you're buying into these narratives like Maduro is a dictator, he's not. Pinochet was a dictator. I know that, that that's Chile and Maduro's Venezuela, but and there's been so much unrest in Chile since Pinochet's regime. Uh, I'm looking through to see if there's any updates because that article was from days ago um
Um, there's some notes here as far as how a lot of this started. Um, was with students protesting an increase in the subway fare, and yeah. it kind that of spread. Was 2019. Yeah. Um, they demonstrated the discontent of the population with social inequalities and the neoliberal model. Uh, the protests were violently repressed by the carabineros and military forces with a balance of 30 dead, thousands injured, and 460 people with eye damage. Well, the point is, is that uh, it seems to me, okay, so like the, the, the Constitution being rewritten in Chile is important. Um, the Communist Party could have a really big chance to shape that. Yeah, very true. I mean, if we're realistic, throughout Latin America, socialism has won the, the, the minds of the masses. Right. They've had enough of the neoliberal bullshit and their labor being exploited. Yeah. Let's see. I'm still not finding update today in here but they might not have any any more new information in the last 48 hours either Outside of the uh, elections, though, and the, the strike, um, we're still waiting for, obviously, we're recording this Monday night, um, final arguments in the McMichael trial um, are tomorrow morning, or this morning for you guys watching this. Um, and then jury will begin its deliberations, but given that there is three defendants and multiple charges on each, I think it is safe to assume that we're not going to have a verdict the first day because it's going to take them more than the first day to just read through the shit. Right. Um, that being said, um, the judge in that case seems a lot more fair than Schroeder did uh, with his son, Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> his adopted um, yeah. I, I still don't know how that judge fit his black robe over the white one. I don't know either. I mean, especially with that big pointy hood and everything, like that's a lot to, to pack inside that judge's robe. 
Yeah. Um, oh, did you hear um, that uh, Kyle was, I don't know, being interviewed or something and said that. Oh, on Tucker Carlson. You know. And I support I, the Black Lives Matter BLM. And it's like, bullshit, motherfucker. You literally went to Kenosha just hoping to hunt BLM marchers for sport, you piece of fuck. <laughs> the audacity. Well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I feel like that, like, has created waves on the right. Like, oh, yeah. And now they don't even know what to think. Like, is he Jesus or is he Satan? I don't know. There's obviously no middle ground. (laughs) Oh, man. Fuck. But the answer is neither. I'm so confused. They're they're having, like, one of those moments of existential crisis because they've been all go Kyle this whole fucking time and now they're like wait what what did you just say <laughs> black lives matter right what? you're decrying the white supremacy because you want to hope to have a normal fucking life now after killing a bunch of people uh, yeah and people that try to say that the that the case wasn't racial because he shot white people and I'm just like holy fuck yeah, he white was, people that were that were speaking out for Black Lives. Precisely, he was shooting allies, allies of of Black Lives Matter. So it's still racially motivated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. God, he's such a chud. And, well, you know, of course. Judge Schroeder that he's going to Arizona State University. I think the student body there should protest that. I don't like, even know if he's going in person. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I don't care if he's even being allowed to attend via fucking internet classes and shit that he won't come in contact with other students. I don't fucking care. He doesn't deserve the opportunity to get that type of accreditation from a fucking university to help him fucking move up in the world after the shit he's done. No, there has to be some kind of ethical standard for who you're going to fucking allow to come to your university. And that's coming from an asshole who is definitely standing still on the ground of everyone has a right to an education. But guess what? He can go to some fucking cornhole, goddamn fucking local college for all I give a shit. Really want to fucking let him educate himself. Him being able to fucking have bragging rights of, you know, a fucking very well-respected university. I don't think he deserves that. He doesn't deserve degrees like that that'll fucking carry him places. Honestly, he seems to be on a chain gang, like, cleaning septic tanks or something. But, you know. 
So I, I'm going into the Guardian's page on the supply chain crisis um, because that's that's one, one other thing I wanted to touch on before we get to our final subject. Um, but um, the U.S. truck driver shortage, uh, you know, truckers are calling it, quote, indentured servitude because low pay and grueling conditions are really what's behind the truck driver shortage. Yep. Um, and, and I mean, there's a lot of shortages affecting the UK. Um, the thing is, um, and, and panic ordering from retailers is also fueling the crisis like back in the 80s truck drivers were making what would be the equivalent of about hundred and twenty thousand dollars salary in today's money and instead now their their pay has gone down so much that their average is actually in the 40s driving a truck used to be a great way to make good fucking money and stack that shit because you were working such long hours. Who the fuck's going to be benefiting from working those long ass fucking hours and dealing with the stress of driving them big ass fucking trucks all over the goddamn place for 40 something thousand a fucking year. If I remember right, it was like 46, something like that. Um, I was reading about it the other day and it's like, for fuck's sake, that's barely surviving at this point in this economy. Absolutely. Like, um, but the point is, is that there's still empty, empty shelves on the store. In the store, whatever. <laughs> on the store, I don't care. They're empty. And the warehouses are full, and the ports are full, but there's nobody to drive the trains or drive the trucks or unload the trucks or, you know, move shit around the warehouse. Because and this they don't want to pay. Right. <clears throat> it's like, yeah, if you actually want your supply chain to run smoothly, you have to give people enough fucking money to survive. And then some. Because they should be able to thrive, not just survive. Right. It's a mo- another moment of fuck you payment. But it's just another example of how unsustainable our current capitalist systems are. We should be having walkable yep. communities where we can grow food as a community. Um, yep. This is this is absolutely ridiculous that this is even happening. Um, and I mean, New York Magazine po- posted an article. Well, for you guys, it's tomorrow. For you guys, it's yesterday. For us, it's today. Uh, talking about how there are six signs that the supply chain crisis is coming to an end, but I don't believe a word of it. I really don't. There, I have seen nothing that has shown me that it's coming to an end. Prices aren't going back down. There's still, you know, slim selections on a lot of. Um, major items and stores and you're not going to convince me that this is over just because new york magazine said it is 
Right. It's definitely not. We still have how many fucking ships sitting out to sea waiting to be able to port and unload, let alone for the shit to be transported elsewhere? Right. Like, fucking kidding me? There's so many of them waiting to unload that it's going to take quite a bit of time to even get through that. And last I knew, they don't have enough workers on the docks to keep up with that either. Because, again, they weren't paying them enough. Like, when are they going to fucking figure out? Like, if you want to have your business running smoothly, you must pay the people doing all the fucking work. You can't just keep fucking hoarding the entire fucking profit margin for CEO bonuses. While the people who are making all of this work fucking happen, doing every fucking bit of running this business, aren't getting enough to fucking handle life itself. The fucking cost of living. Like, you fucking kidding me? Yeah, right. No fucking excuses. And, I mean, we're all, we're all struggling with that. And that's by design. Because right. if they have a scrambling to survive, then we feel like we don't have time to organize. And that's exactly why we need to find or make time to organize. And I know that that might sound ableist to some, but it really isn't. I mean, a few hours a week goes a long way if you're talking about a million people. Right. I'm disabled and I still manage to put in more than a few hours a week and trying to organize and fucking get things going. So I don't think that was ableist of you. Because even if you're disabled in certain ways, there's there's always something you can do. Right. right. I mean, you want to just be a morale person and be there for conversation? <laughs> Fuck, I don't <laughs> care. If that's what you're able to contribute from each their ability to each their need. Yes. Absolutely. Um, that being said, um, I've been posting in the group quite a lot about joining an organization. Um, and there's, depending on where you're at, there's a whole slew of organizations you could get involved with. Um, I'll point out some of the more obvious ones first. The Socialist Party USA, which is more like Social Democrats. So, I mean, a lot of you probably wouldn't really like that, but um, that's an option. The Communist Party USA is an option. Um, the Socialist Rifle Association is a great option. They do great mutual aid work. They're uh, practicing building dual power in every city they're organizing in. Mm-hmm. Um, the United Panther Movement, which of course is made yep. up of the Black Panther Party, White Panther Party, and the Brown Berets. Yep. Um, as well as the Second Rainbow Coalition. Um, not to be confused with Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Push Coalition. Right. We're talking about the radical one, not the liberal one. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Let's see. Of course, uh, you know, we've talked to Mako a few times. Um, 
Alahi Spirit Runners is always looking for new people. Um, yeah. And that one station too. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it is important to point out that for most of those organizations, <coughs> uh, there's like a strict education program. Right. And you you can't you can't fake that. You you have to participate in it. And the goal is so that way we're all on the same page when we start organizing. There is none of the petty bickering about liberal reforms. We're not we're not doing that. That's <laughs> right. Because we already know those don't go far enough. It's a cha cha. You know, you take a step forward, you get moved a step back because it just keeps going back and forth between the Democrats and the Republicans and they each yank shit in their direction like a fucking game of uh, tug of war, you know? With our lives. That shit. Yeah, fuck that shit. It doesn't go far enough. It's never going to be effective enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, contact. You vote count first <laughs> before it would be effective. And that would mean... One person, one vote. So getting rid entirely of the electoral college as and well as rid of, yes, Congress, period, because none of them represent us, not the senators or the representatives, you know, they don't right. actually represent us. All of that needs to be overthrown because it does not work. And it is consistently shown that it does not work for the majority of the populace. It works for a few fucking hands on top who are using those positions to, to fatten their own our expense that's never good right change. i mean I like the, 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 the whole scandal with like the whole scandal with zillow fucking buying houses on an algorithm you know or the fact that blackrock that's is the largest purchaser of private homes in the last five years um, I mean, come on, there's, there's at the top, there's really two or three corporate conglomerates that run everything. And BlackRock is one of those yep. three. Yep. So whenever you're pissed at the Democrats, if you're a Republican, or whenever you're pissed at the Republicans, if you're a Democrat, you're really pissed off at the three corporations that are pulling the strings behind the curtain. Yep. But precisely, um, this last topic I really don't even know how to dive into, to be honest. Um, well, this is this is not typically the kind of work that we do. Um, well, um, I feel like it would be irresponsible to not talk not about it. This. How about we start with this most recent issue? Do you have his post as well as the reply of the video live there showing nothing going on? To Can you make sure that that email sent? But yeah, I'm pulling that up yeah. right now. Okay. Uh, my signal is shit, so I don't know if it... 
It says one unsent in outbox. Come the fuck on. Okay. Why would you send? It still says uploading. It shouldn't still be uploading. So, last night, the Family Soup TV posted on Facebook. And I will bring up the screen grab. Uh, I'm trying to get back to Kenosha to cover the chaos that's happening there. And it put his cash, uh, his cash app there. Right. And, uh, that was exhibit A. <laughs> exhibit B. Was it in the comments on there where he was claiming that the Proud Boys were there? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what, right there. Proud Boys are at the courthouse, but I want to go to Waukesha to follow up the story on the guy who ran through the parade. Apparently one got away. Um, that was actually something else that we were going to talk about tonight, but I don't know enough about the story to even try to dive into that one or dissect it in any way. But point is... Um, yeah, the, the original post was saying, I'm trying to get back to Kenosha to cover the chaos that is happening there. And then he commented on the post saying, Proud Boys are at the courthouse. Um, but I have a contact, um, relatively speaking, on the ground in Kenosha. Um, who saw that, that post and immediately drove to the courthouse. I don't want to share the whole screen, though, because... Oh, there we go. Okay. I figured it out, I think. Okay. Maybe. What if I do that? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So. This was pretty much right after he posted that. Um, like I said, she literally got in her car and drove to the courthouse. And as you can see, there's no fucking buddy out there, let alone Proud Boys. Right. There's nobody on the courthouse steps. Not one person. Here comes a cop driving by. Here goes a fascist. <laughs> All completely false reports. Fuck you, Jonathan Soup, for the family. Right, so this is another instance. This this is something that has been brought to our attention multiple times about him trying to grift, to get people to send him fucking money for shit that is nothing more than for him to... Pretend to be an activist and be like, look at me. Protest porn. Yeah. Protest porn. 
And we've talked about this before in our own private conversations, but that's why we prefer Mercado Media or Unicorn Riot. They actually talk to the organizers. They actually, you know, seem to like build a repertoire with them, you know, whereas John Soup has never done that. He doesn't act comradely. He acts like it's all about him. Right. Um, but unfortunately it, it would appear as if he's not just a grifter. Um, though there are countless complaints about that from various countless, countless. Yep. Um, but this is the most recent one and it was very clearly refuted that it was false. Well, there's also the situation that happened January 6th where he took comrades to Washington, D.C. and fucking abandoned them, left them hanging. One got arrested. He abandoned them and took off with their wallets and cash, their IDs, the whole fucking nine in his car where they had to reach out for mutual aid in order to secure you know, transportation, the fuck back home. Like, how do you take people to supposedly be, you know, taking some action and standing up against these fucking fascists that were out there that day and just abandon them? You don't fucking do that. You don't fucking leave people behind like that. At least nobody with a fucking conscience does. And we're still on just the tip of the iceberg. And this is where things... Well, he was also in Portland in 2020, and he kept grabbing the megaphone and shouting inflammatory shit and then pulling out his camera as soon as the crowd responded to his shit. Right. Like... Right. And it's like... He tries to pretend like he's actually in this for right fucking reasons and oh I just want to do good work and blah 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 and saying shit like why would people want to undermine me? It's like undermine you. You are not a person in a position of power. You're just seeking fucking attention. Um that's not doing good work when it comes to even covering what the fuck is happening out there let alone the opportunistic shit that comes alongside of it. And I really wish that fucking email would send so we could show them the screenshots. Could you possibly grab that from the chat on Messenger and at least uh, grab those ones that we discussed? I know we won't be able to just scroll right on through because there's personal shit there from people who just might need their identity protected. But there is certain things that he has posted that definitely need to be brought to people's attention because... Yeah, well, and I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, too. And the elephant in the room, well, it'll probably feel like there's an elephant in the room until we finally talk about the final accusations, but 
we also have to toe a line because he's always he's he has sued people in the past for libel. Yeah. Um he yeah. Yeah. There's that. And I mean we've also seen him send his supporters into groups to hush people that are trying to speak out about him. Yep. So I don't know if we're going to see that in our group since it's a private group and I don't know really who his admins are or anything like that. Um, but it is a private group, so I'm hoping that they won't have too easy of a time with that, but we will be extra vigilant in moderating the page. Um, and of course, if people are apologizing for him, we're going to document that. Yep. Yep, screenshots and banhammers. There's just too much. I, I mean, it's upwards of a half a dozen people that have stepped forward um, speaking of abuse or harassment from him. And enough is enough. And I don't feel comfortable not talking about it, knowing that he could just go to another city and try to do it again. Um, right. He's at this point, he's exploiting leftist movements. And just some of these screenshots of the shit that he has said threatening people, they need a trigger warning because he's making death threats, rape threats. Um, one even rape, he threatened to rape someone's dogs, kill their mother, rape their dogs, and then fuck their mother's dead body was in one of those screenshots and it's like how do you go around saying shit like this to people and even try to remotely pretend like you have ethics this dude is unstable that that right there kind of sums up everything that i read in those fucking posts he made this motherfucker's unstable so this is the post um so it has been updated a couple times. This original post was from July 19th, 2020. Um, they, they laid out, this is not slander. John did and said these things in my post as evidenced in the photos contained and has not been prevented or unable to attend pro, uh, protests or activism functions due to this post, according to his post and those involved with him, as of Saturday, June 19th, 2021. Um, I am not trying to stop his participation, only bring awareness of past behavior and present complaints. Um, you already said he is not being undermined. He is not in a position of power. Uh, transparency and accountability are not bullying. Accountability only feels like an attack when you are not ready to accept how your actions hurt others. You don't grow with eraser and censorship. Um, urging people to disregard this post. And I mean, a lot of this, uh, these types of behaviors we have, we have seen on our own, like with our own eyes, like uh, people... Yeah in our own circles people we talk to regularly um oh i'm one of the people who he got pushy with um 
so I can speak on my own fucking experience that, like, I crossed paths with this motherfucker on Facebook and added him thinking he was a fucking comrade, and he took the opportunity to try to ask me to come hang out with him, and I'm like, I don't go fucking hanging out with people I've just met on the fucking internet. Um, no thanks. And uh, he started getting pushy about it, saying shit like, um, oh, you just need to get to know me. And um, even brought up, well, the left is too far divided. And I, when I read that, I'm like, what, you think we're going to unite our genitals or something? And that's going to fucking fix the left? Get the fuck out of here. Like, none of this shit is going to convince me to come hang out with you. And followed it up with a bunch of fucking little, you know, selfies where he was you know trying to be like cm cute and i'm like i'm not attracted to you <laughs> you know um not gonna fucking happen but when somebody doesn't know how to take no for answer for something that fucking simple like no i don't fucking know you i'm i'm not gonna come hang out with you he was asking me to come horror movie and cuddle and i'm like nope not fucking happening don't fucking know you don't want to know you like that told him flat out i am here to actually network with other leftists and get some political action going. I am not on Facebook looking for some strange. And when motherfuckers don't know how to take no for an answer with the little shit, that tells me that they don't know how to take no for an answer with bigger shit either. And it's like, whoo, red flag on the playing field. Mm -mm. No. So when it comes to these other things that have been brought up by countless other women who... Right, like a half a dozen that we know of. Right. Or more. I mean, there was four just in Michigan that we know of. There's a couple more in the Twin Cities that we were informed of. And I believe there was a few down in the Oklahoma area, if memory serves right. It's been a hot minute. But there are so many allegations that have come out against him for various forms of sexual assault one of them even being an underage girl who is 15. and and one of them being virtually harassed and sent unsolicited dick pics in england yep apparently sending unsolicited dick pics is just one of his things and that is also in the screenshots there um i don't know if those ones had any identifying information in them or not. Um, but if, if the, if it does, then I will go through and like block out any identifying information and just post them in the comments on this. So people can see for themselves the type of shit that he does to people when they reject him. But first things first, um, and when we started talking about John Soup for the first time, we found this shit, which is also pretty widely shared on the internet about him at this point. Yeah, this um, is the Michigan Department of Corrections website, right. by the way. Um, um, and you'll see in there he's got previous charges for felonious assault with a firearm um as well home invasion as second home degree invasion. yep which he took plea deals on both um so that right there shows the 
propensity for violence as well as theft. Thus, the countless fucking grifting allegations that have kept popping up because that's just how he fucking treats people. Um, in here, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to read this whole conversation on the air, but first of all, like, I don't know who he was trying to like prove a point to. All he did was out himself. Right. This is him exposing himself. John Slaughter is another one of his Facebook profiles. He makes a bunch of them. So honestly, I went. Oh uh, yeah, Jonathan Hart, Jonathan that. Kelly, John Slaughter, John Soup for my family. Yeah. Um, Soup for your family TV. Um, the family soup. Um, the family soup. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got some alternate profiles that have made their way into our fucking groups to be fair. You never fucking know. Um, honestly, there is some stuff that has been posted defending him. Um, that people are wondering if those are also just fake alternates that he's made, but, uh, where was it in it? There was some straight up fucking threats. This is a threat that he made um, against a bar that he claimed to have been setting up a gig for. And when they told him he wasn't welcome to come on their property, this is how he responded. There's this post and one other post that he put up um, threatening to bomb them and talking about how he's been, you know, making explosives since he was 12 years old like yeah and this this one let's blow up this number and ask her why she's ignoring john slaughter are you fucking kidding me? right so he he wants people to harass women on his behalf into talking to him that's not fucking cool not okay he outs himself and then he asks why do people call me a predator this is why motherfucker right here because you're predatory. He's got all kinds of posts up where he was threatening to, you know, have his metal people go beat the fuck out of motherfuckers, bragging about how some people already had gotten their fucking shit kicked in for messing with him. And like, you know, this is petty childish shit. Like, he does not have any fucking self-control. Look at that. Keep fucking with me just to see how I react. I'm going to set the world on fire. And you wonder why, or why Columbine happened. Right. People thought it would be funny to fuck with those kids, too. And it's like... He sounds dude, more like Kyle not... Rittenhouse than he does a leftist. Right. Right. And it's like, dude, what you're really mad about is that people won't fuck with you. In this in this Tumblr post, uh, you know, like That's recent dick video, yeah, and she was just like, "No, don't do that." And you can see here if you can blow that up. I really, I, I can't blow it up, but it says I really wanted you to watch because it helps me get off. And at the bottom there, it says that's a different post, but either way. I will kill your mothers and rape your fucking dogs and then fuck the remains of your mother's corpses. Yep, that's the post I was referring to earlier. And what's the one below it, too? Because that one, if I remember right, was pretty fucked up as well. But 
in that one recent the dick video the girl repeatedly told him like no i'm i'm not interested in seeing your dick why would you send that you know and he was trying to excuse himself and she was just like okay i'm gonna block you now and he's like no it's like if you don't understand yeah here he's talking about missing the kid he was praying on how what the fuck? Okay, that was 2013. So at that time, he would have been like 26. What is a 26-year-old man concerned about a 15-year-old girl? <laughs> with He's going to fucking post shit like that. He outs himself. Uh, two it's members of our community went to D.C. today with a man named John Kelly. He's a total wad and has a long history of gendered harassment and assault that is not let up. He's trying to infiltrate infiltrate circles of activism with uh, BLM and homelessness work. He drove two members of our community to D.C. with him and then intentionally abandoned, abandoned them there. One was arrested. The other doesn't have cash or even an I.D. because Kelly has them in his car, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And here's one of that's one of the that's, that's one of his admins. That's that's one of his admins. That's one of the ones that's Sam, in question we, of whether it's actually a, another person or if it's just another alternate account that he made to defend himself with and pretend it's a woman's fair for him. That's one of the ones in question. Don't know. Violet June could be a real person who's just bought into this bullshit. I don't know. But here you see his influence of asking people to go attack that fucking post. The one that, you know, has been updated actually with this um, and saying, we'll send you a naughty pick if, if you go and report this post to get it taken down. Uh, gross fucking gross so uh he also i forgot about that john jonathan twisted t yes that but, one too uh, the point is don't he's a danger to the movement the bipoc community etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah he's infiltrating to Here's another one and expand his praying ground and that's not okay it's not okay like yep this one he says i've been making dynamite and c4 since i was 12 how many pounds of explosives is needed to destroy a bar i'm gonna kill every single one of you motherfucker is unhinged okay unfucking hinged off the rails The fact that there are still so many people coming out and trying to even decry this shit when the shit that he's sharing himself is incriminating of his behavior. There's even comments that I found that his mom left that are incriminating on his fucking behavior that, you know, those are in this fucking post too. That it, it's like, seriously? You're not 
painting a good picture of yourself. You're literally exemplifying everything that everyone is complaining about here, guy. Like, it's disturbing to read through all this. And this is just the last fucking post of massive amounts of screenshots of him talking shit to people, of people who have complaints about having been assaulted by him. And he likes to try to hit people with libel because, you know, other than what we can find on MDOC, you know, we don't know if charges have been made, if there's even investigations going on, because look at how this fucking country treats sexual assault victims as it is. Um, and that's one thing a lot of his defenders have come forward like, oh, well, show us some proof and then we'll talk. Or do you think anybody's busting out their phone and recording themselves being sexually assaulted or something? Because like, what do you, do you want to see a DNA test of, you know, get the fuck out of here. Not to mention cops don't tend to pursue those kind of things anyways, because they don't give a fuck. Right. So it's like, okay, for libel six, can we say he's been convicted of rape or other sexual assaults? No, we cannot. But we can tell you that there are countless fucking complaints that we have seen from women in many states about that being precisely what happened. It's enough that after seeing for myself that he doesn't know how to fucking take no for an answer. It's enough after someone who I'm very close to having had a really fucked up altercation with him. Um, that I, I personally don't doubt the complaints that have come out because I've seen those types of behaviors in him myself directly and was like, whoa, no, red flags, <laughs> red flags everywhere. Um, right, and I mean, there, there's no way, there's no way that this many people are lying about it. Right. There's no fucking way. And like I said, we usually don't do this kind of work, but we have talked about him in our central committee meetings what, five or six times, probably. And every time we're like, I don't know if it's worth the risk. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the risk to not say something. Right. That's I mean, my if concern. there is one person here that is, that is listening to this or watching this stream or whatever, if there is one person who we can stop him from assaulting, then so, that makes it worth it. Right. That's that's why, even though like we had not talked about it on here when that shit all went down, I did put a post up. So any of you who are on my friends list, you can find that. I put a post up about him with all of the screenshots from my conversations with him, showing exactly what I've told you about tonight. You can easily find that. I don't mind even sharing that post into the comments on this so people can see for themselves. Um, 
and then recently shared another one that was basically an update on the situation, which had a plethora more screenshots that it's just like, holy fuck, holy fuck. I'm, I'm tired of seeing this person's name keep fucking coming up from more people who are actual leftist activists who are being manipulated and abused by this person. I can't deal with it. This, this needs to fucking stop. And he has pulled shit. That's something else that's documented in those screenshots too. Pulled shit on people um, doing self-harm, sending them photos of his wrists as he's, you know, cutting lines into him, hurting himself. And threatening to kill himself because, oh, you don't want me being active on the left. And it's like, not when you're going to be a predator. And we don't need to apologize for that, that we don't want a fucking wolf in our midst like that. You know? Well, I mean, I hate that that's even a phrase because wolves are pretty cool, but, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I guess, like, what I'm most frustrated about is that for you know women to step forward we need to make a situation where they're comfortable to do so and in our society that's not the case right um so if we want women and we want people of color and leftist organizing spaces we have to stop allowing people in who um or abuse don't take them seriously um that's that's really all i have to say about it i could probably go on a lot more rants but i'm not gonna throw around labels uh towards john soup that would get us slapped with a lawsuit so i'm gonna not rant I'll just make mine very short and repeat that my opinion is this motherfucker's unhinged. I think that the evidence in this case would certainly back that. The point is, if he's trying to organize with you, don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a plant. And again, I'm not saying that he is. I'm, I definitely don't have evidence of that. But why would somebody knowingly put themselves in this many leftist circles just for this? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I think there's an ulterior motive, and it's either power, because rape isn't about sex, it's about power. Control. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm done with it. The point is, is I didn't want to, you know, like push it back to the back of my mind and then hear his name brought up in another couple months because he assaulted somebody else or allegedly assaulted somebody else. I'm sick of hearing his name. I don't want to hear it anymore. Don't let him in your circles. Right. Better safe than sorry. And I don't, I don't care how excluded he feels. He doesn't need 
to surround himself with leftist communities to prey on in order to go show up at places and do the John show. Ain't nobody stopping him from making an ass of himself while he pretends to cover stuff, but doesn't even talk to anybody who's there on the ground and actually doing the work. Um, well, right. Sometimes, I mean, he recorded a, a funeral that was specifically said no recording. And then when he got called out about it, that was when he fucking, I'm cutting my wrists. Um, he even used that stream where he was covering that funeral that he was told not to videotape. He used that opportunity to try to grift too and asking people to send him money for fucking cigarettes. He's a grifter. He's exploitative. He's not a comrade. No. He's not interested in building a relationship with you. He's not interested in building with you. He just wants to take your money and dip. That's that's my two cents. That's what I've seen. And scream look at me the whole fucking time. It's it's very frustrating when people of that nature manage to infiltrate spaces that are supposed to be safe. Right. And just to reiterate, that's the only reason we're doing this. Right. This is a public safety announcement. Maybe we should have started with that. Public safety announcement. All the fucking way. Um, fucking protect yourself. Use the buddy system. If you do meet them, don't meet them alone. Yep. Let people know where you're at. Don't let him have your phone. Don't let him separate you from your phone. He's tried that. He tried that with my friend. Just, you know, if, if people are wondering why you're giving them that warning. He tried to take my friend's phone, separate her from that. Um, uh, it, there was a lot of manipulative, coercive shit going on there, but that was one of them. Don't get in a car with him. <laughs> yeah, definitely not to go to a fascist fucking riot. I, I don't right. even know how he persuaded two comrades to go to that, to be fair. I don't know, unless they just didn't know his history or whatnot. But, dude, the fact that they lent him that much fucking trust to go with him to a different fucking state because they wanted to do some good work and they got fucking abandoned there. He's not a comrade. He's not a fucking comrade. Nope. Um, anyway, that's, that's all I wanted to say about it. Um, and I'm glad that we got that out there, but, um, I don't really have anything else that I want to talk about. Um, I just want to reiterate that our streams are probably going to be limited to the Tuesday stream, um, at least until the first full week of December. Um, 
and then we'll be getting back on our grind and finally getting shit pre-recorded out and uh, available to our patrons. I know this is like the third or fourth time we've said that. We mean it this time. Um, yeah, we, we do have another movie watch along scheduled for December, so we're going to be doing that. Yeah, actually, let, let's, um, let's pick a day for that right now. Okay. I have... Oh, that's November. That's why that doesn't look right. That's funny. <laughs> uh, the, the, the 5th through the 11th off. Okay. Um, so probably the 9th, 10th, or 11th would be the best bet. Okay. Well, viewers, um, maybe we can let them vote which of those nights work best. I I would recommend doing it Friday rather than doing it Thursday because Fair. assuming that we have a Thursday stream, I don't want to be doing it super late like we did right. the uh, Age <laughs> of Rage one. Yeah, that that was a whole day of work. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Yep. But uh, yeah, let's do that Friday then. So what's that, the 10th? Yeah, the 10th. Okay. And is that going to be Judas and the Black Messiah? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Fucking love that movie. Uh, e even if even if I have to like buy it. <laughs> oh well, no, I've got it on my streaming service, so I can just screen share. All right. Okay. And by then, I'll I'll be down there. So, you know, if need be, I can come over the house and hop on the Wi-Fi if I don't have a strong enough signal at the campground. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, goodness. Um, shit. I'm also hoping that we can get some on the ground organizing done after you get out here. Fuck yeah. Um, there, there's some groups that have been doing some pretty good work and I want to talk to some of them. <laughs> I guess, right. I guess that's really where I'm at. Um, but yeah, um, who knows? Maybe we can do like a Christmas or Yuletide food drive or something. That would be good. Or maybe we can get 200 copies of the Little Red Book donated and we can circulate them. That would be very cool. Circulate them with the food. Do both together. Yes. Food and education. Yes. Let's Black Panther party the fuck out of this. Well, I mean, if we were really Black Panther in the party, Black we'd Panther be doing party in the fuck out of this, we'd be we'd be selling the red books at universities so we could take the money and go buy guns. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Everybody would get a gun with their meal in their little red book too. <laughs> yeah. Which God, that anyway. would be fine. If only we had the funding for that. <laughs> I know, right? Shit. No. Um, Whitney so Houston, anyway, uh, my head, we can make it happen. <laughs> December tenth, I'm gonna write that down. Okay. Uh, December tenth is gonna be Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, not sure what time, but probably the same time our streams usually are eight Eastern. Um. 
I still haven't seen that movie, but I'm quite familiar with the, you know, story that it's based on. Right. Uh, which is the assassination of Fred Hampton, basically. And the setup um, that led up to it. Right. Because pigs are dirty like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like that shit's all confirmed with, you know, records that have been released because of FOIA uh, filings, you know? We will be having some more guests um, as December rolls along. Um, there's been a couple we had to reschedule now. I mean, it's the holiday times. It's not necessarily our fault or their fault. It's just a tricky time to schedule things. Right. Um, so that being said, we will be having the Star Trek Communist will win back on at some point. Soon. Um, yes. Soon, yes. And um, I'm not quite sure when, but we should be having a panther on here to talk about the importance of education. Um, I'm not sure what else the uh, discussion will be about, but um, yeah, I'll let you know more as that develops. That'll probably be closer to the new year, I would think. Yeah. Um, but if you if you want to come on our show and talk with us about an issue, or you know your experiences organizing or your experience as a proletarian um we're more than happy to have you on if you know somebody um that would be good for an interview uh you know whether it be experience or you know an academic that <laughs> say a philosophy major that's into marks that's cool too. Um, you know, the, the, the point is, is that we're here to platform basically anybody on the left that's not a grifter or other various predatory. labels. Predatory. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but the, the point is, is if you want to focus on the work that an organization is doing, you're you're also more than welcome to make a short video clip about it and send it to us we're happy to put that in our streams that's exactly what we want to see to be honest right kind of funny how you know like over the months we've gone from like uh complaining about everything but not having any solutions to like being solution oriented when it comes to what where a line of thinking goes with everything. Right. Right. It's it's way less doomy and gloomy, right? <laughs> right. Um, and that's like it it reminds me of that quote, I believe it was Kwame Nkrumah saying that um basically this this is a loose quotation, not verbatim, obviously, but that um praxis without education would be blind and education without praxis is empty. You got to have both. You got to have right. both. And for a long time. We had hella praxis and 
not enough education. And now that we're getting the education, we really fucking get it. And <laughs> I'm digging that, you know, and a lot of that, you know, like, yes, I've enjoyed reading some Marx and Mao and really enjoyed Lenin, but my favorites so far have been the Black Panther pieces that we've read because they put it in a more um, common era perspective. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Yes, it, you know, a few decades ago, but not that fucking long ago. It's it's more of a modern take on how to well, and they concepts. And the, yeah, and I mean, they were just elaborating on Lenin right. and Fanon and Mao primarily. Right. Yeah. But their speaking voice is a lot easier to understand and relate to than like Marx that is very dry and scientific and that I need to grab a fucking dictionary for, <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I really enjoy it. that and, you know, even how they talk about their lived experiences of why they came to these conclusions when it comes to their politics. Um Oh, like the other night when you were in the Panther class and shared the link, I hopped on there too to listen in. And that made me smile really big that they were reading Bobby Seale like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they were reading Bobby Seale and like, I think it's almost impossible to not read it in that voice. Right. Like, did you <laughs> notice he, he was reading it the same way that I read it. Like, right. And me too. It's like, you got a channel, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's beautiful. But uh, no, I mean, one of these days, uh, I mean, I'd really like to do like a, a discussion on that book. I mean, I know that we did a whole series on it, but I'd kind of like to have a couple of guests and do just like an open discussion on it. Round table. Hell yeah. Yeah. About it. That would be nice. But that's probably the most influential work that, I mean, that. this is up there too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to discount Lenin, but right. um, I mean, honestly, Bobby Seale's uh, work is really what put it all in line. And that being said, uh, it'll certainly be after the new year, but uh, when, when it comes time to pick the next, uh, communist book and the um revolutionary love book club i really and this might be divisive or whatever but i really want to read some stalin because i've been reading some like <laughs> excerpts right and i mean it really seems like he just kind of streamlined what marx was saying and what lenin was saying and putting it into the context of his own time so like, I, I mean, part of it is just like, you know, you're reading it and you're like, wow, this is that brutal dictator we always hear about. Right. <laughs> Give you cause for some pause. Like, wait, what? Right. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, he was unequivocally, unequivocally, um, you know, like pissed <laughs> about anti-Semitism. Yeah. Right. And the, the only way to fix it was to eliminate it, whether that means culturally culturally, or with the wall. I mean, the, the point is, like, there was no Jewish question 
under Stalin. <laughs> right. It's just, oh, your people? Okay. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Fuck. Guess you have human rights. Not to say that not to say that he was perfect. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. But well, well, no. I mean, but at least he wasn't a fucking anti-Semite. There's a reason right. why the Red Army for generations hated the fucking you know racism that was going on in other parts of Europe and decided to squash the fuck out of the Nazis. Just saying, they weren't yeah. playing that shit. But. You know. Anyway, um, I think that about wraps it up. I'm gonna play the outro music and dead. Sounds like a plan. It's two thirty. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. I gotta get up in about five hours. That's gross. I know. Then I get to drive all fucking day. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, at least I'm going to get a couple breaks stopping in Knoxville and Tulsa and stuff. Yeah. So, and possibly Texas too. We shall see. Texas. Texas. Yes. We shall see. I don't know. That's how you know I'm tired, dude. I just made a butt joke. I know. Right. You just (laughs) reverted a couple decades there, man. Stop it. (laughs) Fuck. Anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us. And um, just spread the word about John Soup. Don't let him in your circles. I I implore you. as always, solidarity with striking workers, and we will have updates in the coming weeks <coughs> about the elections in Latin America. Um, yeah. Indeed. Solidarity. Peace. Let's see if I can do I always fuck it up when I'm tired of
We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. Just don't worry about it. Learn how to use what you